Welcome back to Crescent in the Afternoon. Tom Nash from Tribune Apologist for Catholic Answers joining you. And uh, this next story is about saints. And uh, do you know that there's more than 10,000 canonized saints in the church, but a relative few here in the United States, and when you include all of North America, here to talk about that is Michael O'Neill, who at EW10 has oversees the series They Might Be Saints, also, the radio program, The Miracle Hunter, the popular website, MiracleHunter.com, his latest book, They Might Be Saints on the Path to Sainthood in America. And we're going to talk about some of the canonized saints this time from something Michael did just the other day in the register. Michael, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks, Tom. It's great to be back. Hey, Michael, can I start on the lighter note? You went to Stanford, right? Yeah, that's right. When when did you graduate? I'm just curious if you were there when they had that crazy football game back in the in '82 or '83. <laughs> I'm not quite as old as the 1982 big game, but uh, <laughs> I graduated in 1998. So very I, good, still, very good. Still been a while, but that is truly the the wildest finish. In People, if you don't know about it, go look for Cal and Cal Stanford football game. Um, ending on youtube it's it's worth it's worth looking at but uh from the gridiron to the firmament of saints uh you've written about some impressive saints now you know relative handful here in the united states and some of them like i think of the north american martyrs who you uh discussed and jean de brebeuf uh he was and uh, isaac jogues of course in the united states jean de brebeuf who was uh, martyred in Canada. He's one of my favorites. Talk to me about the North American martyrs. Well, this, these are um, a group of uh, sainted individuals, and we can say perhaps they're led by St. Isaac Jogues. He's maybe the most famous of uh, that group. But uh, St. Isaac Jogues, for example, lived in the 1600s from 1607 to 1646, and he was a French Jesuit missionary who ministered uh, to the native populations in North America. So we're talking about the Iroquois, the Huron, and other native populations there. And other famous names, in addition to Isaac Jogues, would be uh, René Gopoul, the Jean de Lalande, uh, Antoine Daniel, Saint Jean de Brebeuf, Saint Noël Charbonnel, Saint Charles Garnier, and Saint Gabriel Lalamont. They were all canonized uh, by Pope Pius XI in 1930, uh, when we have a feast day for them in October. So we have numerous cases of American martyrs. I think that in my book I, I talk a little bit about uh, some of these, uh, the Florida martyrs. We did an episode of They Might Be Saints about them, the Georgia martyrs. And uh, you know we even have these martyrs like uh, Blessed Stanley Rother and James Miller. Uh, to, we have two chapters dedicated to that in the book. So uh, we do, in our history, have martyrs, which is quite remarkable. Yeah, I, I like how Jogues, um, you know, they, they chewed off his fingers, and, you know, you need an index finger and a thumb to celebrate Mass and you know, to hold the Holy Eucharist, and they gave him an exemption. Of course, you still can do it, but that, that was, that was a, a law, and given his witness with the Mohawks, they let it pass. And I also think of with... John J. Brebeuf up in Canada, where they were so impressed with the torch, how he endured the torture that they took out his heart and wanted to drink his blood, and which in one sense is, is, is evil, but yet in another sense, they wanted to imbibe his spirit. So courageous, so heroic was he in responding to them. So it's kind of like a, I think, a, like a, a perverse an analog to, to the Eucharist, where they wanted to, this guy's special, and we want to imbibe his spirit. 
yeah, it's a it's a strange show of respect, but certainly they they saw his faith. You know, I think of other saints too who um unfortunately haven't been getting respect in recent years because of uh cancel culture and whatnot. Junipero Serra would be one. Uh he did so much in the United States and also in Mexico in terms of evangelizing. I mean, my goodness, up and down the California coast, all those missions are one way or another inspired by him. And yet a lot of people who don't know about him, I guess the, the fact that he's he's a Catholic priest, that's good enough. And they miss the fact that this man did a wonderful, a wonderful job in ministering to the natives and who was well-loved by the natives. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of Stanford, when I was at school there, there was a dorm named Sarah, and there was a Unipro Sarah Boulevard uh, going around campus. I'm not sure in this era of cancel culture if those things are still still there, but uh, but he's called the Apostle of California because he was uh, one of the very first uh, of those founders of those missions. And I've had the opportunity to do that drive, and I, I recommend people do that where they you can drive down that uh, West Coast drive, that uh, Route One or Highway Five uh, on the West Coast there, mm. and you can stop at all these incredible. Uh, missions and it's a beautiful trip. I encourage ever, anyone to do it. But but he is, uh, you know, he is one of the very few saints we have in the United States. And Pope Francis actually canonized him by papal prerogative, meaning that there was no second miracle in the case of Unipro-Sera, But when uh, when Pope Francis came to the United States, as is the custom, he was the one who was chosen to be canonized during that uh, papal visit. Yeah, and there's also St. John Newman or St. John Neumann, uh, the more German pronunciation, uh, who served, who's from Bohemia, you know, the Czech area, uh, and became the fourth bishop of Philadelphia. What I, I personal connection with him insofar as my parish in Steubenville, Ohio, for a number of years had a mural of him since there was a German-speaking population and he served there for a while. There's a mural of uh, St. John Newman on one of the... um, one of the parish buildings, and he did, my goodness, with opening schools and all kinds of stuff, did a remarkable work in in the Philadelphia area in particular. Yeah, absolutely, and he's the answer to an interesting uh, Catholic trivia question, is who is the first male saint uh, from the the United States, and that is uh, St. John Neumann. There's never been an American who's been born in the United States who's been canonized. Perhaps we'll see Solanus Casey being the first. Uh, I'm from Detroit, but but yes. uh, St. John Neumann was the very first uh, male saint from the United States uh, to have lived here. So You're hitting close to home country. in the Archdiocese of Detroit with me and Solanus Casey, and what a, what a man, and you know, thanking God ahead of time, and just the tremendous humility he had, and the joy he had, and being able to read people's souls, and wow, yeah, we hope and pray that his, uh, I was there for the, uh, was it 2017, 2018 in uh, Ford Field in Detroit when he was beatified. Right. So we look forward yeah, to that. 70,000 people were said to be in attendance that day, so that was a, and a it was remarkable event. It was an inclement day, let me tell you. It was not a pleasant day. It was, it was cold and rainy, and um, yeah, I remember uh, being there with one of my brothers. One of my favorites, I have to say, is St. Damien of Molokai, because you talk about a guy who gave up everything to go, you know, and people talk about being voted off the island in these silly reality shows. There's a guy who, when he went on the island of Molokai, could not get off the island, short of being, you know, of course, he, he ends up dying and being buried there. But he went to serve the lepers and transformed that place where you saw a lot of, you know, alcoholism, sexual sin, you know, 
predators, you know, taking advantage because people would be put there who had leprosy. So the weak taking, uh, the strong taking advantage of the weak. And yet he transformed that place, didn't he, into a remarkable uh a, rem- a remarkable uh, place where the faith was people, I, I guess you would say in a nutshell, that he got them in touch that just because you are suffering from this malady, which has exiled you here, you are still made in the image and likeness of God and God loves you. And uh, I tell you what, people, it ain't the power of positive thinking. The fact is he got people connected with God and, and transformed their lives. Absolutely. And I think, uh, again, it's got to be the utmost respect when, uh, the people who were in that leper colony saw someone make that free choice to live amongst them with the uh, inherent risk of contracting leprosy. So I think that, um, you know, that was remarkable for all the people there. And he was canonized in 2009 by Pope Benedict XVI, and even Barack Obama at the time, who has who had lived in Hawaii previously, gave, uh, gave acknowledgement to uh, St. Damien and celebrated that as well. So I thought well, that was remarkable. And in connection to St. Damien, we have St. Marianne Cope, who was uh, a German religious sister who also came in, uh, to help those uh, leprosy patients. Yes. And speaking of talking about dignity, I mean, she uh, you know, got magazines of the latest fashions uh, in France and otherwise, and she and her nuns uh, actually made outfits for those uh, women stricken with leprosy in order to elevate uh, their view of themselves and to reaffirm the dignity. So uh, pretty remarkable uh, to, to saints there. Yeah, and St. Damien, I think of how when he was, I mean, that was the days of newspapers, and it was he was well-known around the world because here was a guy who was living the gospel. You know, he wasn't going there. He, he left everything. You know, he's single for the Lord, poverty, chastity, and obedience, and then he goes there. And, you know, he talked about how um, he had times of loneliness and he had times of difficulty. He said he could not do it without the Eucharist. And I, I just think, again, it's, the power of positive thinking is going to only get you so far. And if there is no God, what you're selling ain't going to be true. And yet I remember how the queen uh, from Hawaii came over and she was brought to tears because she heard the beautiful singing of the choir that came out to uh, serenade her when she arrived. And it just it just says so much about the reality that we are made in God's image and likeness, that there is a God and that you can leave everything and be in the worst situation and yet find tremendous peace and joy. Absolutely. I think uh, they're great models of sacrifice uh, for, for all of us. So it's exciting to look at these American saints. Uh, and I think that, um, you know, we have just a handful uh, from the United States. We have a sense of sort of American pride or Catholic pride when we when we see these people elevated to the altars. But this new book uh, that I've written, They Might Be Saints, introduces some of the blessed and venerables. Those are the people who will be the future American saints, and we've got 24 of those. So, Who do you uh, think's think is most uh, likely going to be uh, up next? <laughs> so if I were putting a bet on this in Las Vegas, <laughs> I would put my bet on Michael McGivney, who's ah, the one who yes, Knights of Columbus first, because he has the entire Knights of Columbus praying for his intercession. So yeah. I think a lot of these saints, and if people read this book, you might recognize five names of the 24 saints, but I think a lot of people, those causes are desperate to get the word out so that people might pray uh, for a miracle, but not not a problem with uh, Michael McGivney because he's got that giant fraternal organization all pointing their prayers right to him. So yes, and, be, and the, he'll be the next saint in no time. Yes, yeah, support of the Knights otherwise in terms of trying to support the cause. But yeah, you know, get Michael's book, They Might Be Saints, and learn about some saints that you might, uh, you know, become friends with or people that are in the process of becoming saints. 
and um and and you know like michael says pray to them and and uh you could be instrumental in their uh becoming canonized perhaps michael how can people Absolutely. stay in touch with you well, people can find out more about the book and the television series, which airs on EWTN at 5 p.m. Eastern every week. But if they go to theymightbesaints.com, they'll find out how to pick up the book and to tune into the latest episodes of the show. Michael, thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Wish you all the best. Uh, Michael O'Neill, The Miracle Hunter, and his book, They Might Be Saints. It reminds me of something that Father George Rutler once said. He said, the reason the saints are so ignored is that they're evidence that it's all true. In other words, they want to be ignored or people want to ignore them because they are a great testimony to our faith. Back in just a moment. 